Today we're talking to one of our students we worked with last cycle. Uh, Yenny was actually a reapplicant who wasn't successful her first try around, so she contacted us for help. And Yenny had an interesting background that she comes from. Although she comes from a medical background, she well, you'll you'll hear in her story. She'll talk about what work she actually did. We often hear students trying to pick out which is the right background, but. In Yenny's case, it was more than just her actual clinical experience, certainly came down to the letters of recommendation, of course, a great personal statement, and then her interview skills. And we worked with Yenny on all of these things, and we can do that for you as well. So go ahead and listen to her story about how uh, she got into her PA program, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she, by the time you're listening to this, she will be in her first day of class. So I'll, I'll just go ahead and go on with her story. Thanks. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. Um, today, we're interviewing one of our students that we worked with last cycle. She was accepted into a program, be starting PA school soon. Uh, she's a little bit of a non-traditional candidate, but I'm just going to go ahead and let her tell her story. So if you just go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know which program you're going to be attending. Mm -hmm. um, my name is Jenny Bannon. I'm going to be attending Advent Health University here in Orlando, Florida, tomorrow, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. I appreciate you Thank doing you. this on a Mother's Day. I Sorry, I forgot what date it was when I scheduled this. And I, I know you have family you want to spend time with, so we'll try not to keep you too long. If you can go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about your story, like how did you decide, because being a non-traditional candidate, um, you were doing something previously. So why did you decide to pursue PA as a career? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like you said, I, I was not a traditional student uh, or yeah, PA candidate. I was working as a hair transplant technician, um, assisting physicians in the procedure, anything that had to do with the surgical aspect of that. Um, within that, I was able to really see different um, healthcare providers. And that's when I initially saw a physician assistant, she came in and helped us with the surgery. And I was very interested in what she was doing because she took over she kind of took over the role of what we were used to seeing the doctor do the whole time. So I was interested. I asked her questions. I got to know what she could and couldn't do. And once I was able to really understand the profession, I was, you know, I guess I was sold. I was like, yeah, that's what, that's what I want to do. I want to be a PA. When did you complete your undergraduate work? I completed my undergraduate work in 2019. Okay. And so before you went back to school, was that when you were doing the hair transplant or were you, did you have other yeah. roles prior to that? No, I started doing hair transplants in 2007. And that is what I did up until I went back for my bachelor's um, to finish that up. And, and I continued to do that, continued to acquire my hours, assisting, like, like I said, assisting in the surgery up until just the other day, my last day. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yeah. It was, it was very emotional. You know, it's been a long time. So I was like, hey, this is my last surgery. Oh, my goodness. So no <laughs> well, retirement party, but. <laughs> well, we'll see if that's your last surgery, actually. Right. You never you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what led you to even pursue medicine? I always, you know, I always just, well, actually, I'll tell you what. I always thought, oh, I'm going to be a nurse because when you're very young, well, when I was very young, I just either thought you were a doctor or a nurse. I didn't know, obviously, that there was many different um, options. I'm like, okay, well, I'll be, a, you know, I want to be a nurse. I want to be in the medical field. I saw my sister was in the medical field. She was, um, you know, doing her own thing there. And it just always, I always felt like that was something I wanted to do. I, I'm, 
I don't have like this, you know, big story where I was, you know, nothing flashy or anything like that. But I just, I did. And once I was in it and actually got hands on um, through my job, I knew, you know, this is, this has felt good. It felt right. It felt like home. Um, so it was more of a personal um, experience. Yep. When you did uh, your undergraduate work, where, where, I'm sorry, where was that at? At UCF, University of Central Florida, okay. here in Orlando. Were you able to get all of your prerequisites completed at that, at that I school? was, I was not. So like you said, I was a non-traditional student. So I have two kids. I was also pregnant throughout the whole thing. I had two babies during my undergrad. So I think I, I, you know, they both came early. I think I was taking finals like two days after I had my son <laughs> uh, emailing the teacher, like, I'm so sorry. I calculated this correctly, but you know, you can't control what happens there. Um, so no, I had to outsource. I had to go and look for the prerequisites sometimes at the community college that's close by if they happen to offer it. Um, because sometimes UCF just didn't offer what I needed at the time. And I was, I, I, I had a time frame and a schedule that I wanted to stay on top of. So if I had to take an online course, there's a lot of different, um, you know, courses online that you can find that way. And I, and I was able to do that. Good. What about the GRE? Did you take that? I did. I took the GRE once. Um, you know, I studied for a few months before I did take the GRE. Did you, were there any specific resources that you used that you felt helped or not? I know everybody says YouTube, obviously. I actually signed up for the Greg Matt. Um, it's like a, he goes through these specific videos and he mm -hmm. kind of lays it out. That was a nice, I like things like that where you can just follow along, you know, at your own pace, everything's recorded. Um, but I used Greg Matt a whole lot. Okay. And so obviously you were working in healthcare. So that's what you use for your clinical hours. Um, mm -hmm. What about exposure to PAs? Because you did work around them, correct? I did. I wasn't, um, it, the procedure that I'm in, we're very, we get to basically just us and the patient for a long time. So I was able to see them in, in the offices, but I wasn't, um, you know, I was working when I was there. So I wasn't able to just go mm -hmm. and, you know, be there for hours with them. But I, I, um, so exposure, I did pick their brain a little bit, go and talk to them, but I did also have to go and like, you know, do the shadowing and find somebody I didn't work with too. Right. Um, and how were the were these virtual or in-person shadowing experiences? Both. So for a lot of it, I did virtual. And then I was so lucky because I know with COVID, that was really non-existent for that full year. Um, but then once everything started to open back up, I had a connection with a friend that works at a dermatology office and she kind of hooked me up with the PA and he was local. So I was, I, you know, cleared like a whole week and went there and just was there nine to five. Mm -hmm. um, so that was very cool, but I was able to get some in person. I think that's probably more available now too. Okay. So the first cycle you weren't accepted. So you, what do you feel like you were doing differently? I mean, obviously we we worked with you during this second time. So what do you think um, might've helped or some of the things that helped doing the second cycle? Mm -hmm. There were a couple of things, definitely one that sticks out to me. Um, was that I applied much earlier mm -hmm. in the cycle. I know that that makes a difference. The school that I am actually attending does not do rolling admissions, but I do think that even when they don't do rolling admissions, they still, you know, I don't know. I still think they're looking at applications, even though they say like, they're not, but I think they do. So um, I think that helped a ton. And then 
the biggest one for me was fixing my personal statement. Um, I think yeah. that was huge. So, so it's funny, and I, I'm glad you brought that up. Obviously, we're right now in the beginnings of the next cycle. And as we're working with a lot of students, everybody seems to think they know the right thing to write. You know, we, and unfortunately, we keep coming back to people and like, okay, I know what you're reading online, but this is not what you want to write about. And we struggle and struggle with people who just insist on what they want to write. And it's, you know, we, so tell me about, you know, I, something you said earlier is you didn't have any flashy story about why, why. So we try to tell people that you don't need that. You just need to talk about yourself. So if you don't mind, tell me about your experience with us doing the personal statement. Right. Um, I, I do want to add that before um, I, I, before I had come, you know, and was able to find you, um, I wrote my personal statement last, you know, I guess two years ago now. And my original version of what I wanted to write, because like you said, there's a lot of things online that are like, you needed to, you need to say this, you need to make sure you write it this way. You want them to see this about you. And um, I think that morphs it into almost something that isn't really true to what I was originally wrote was so different from my original draft. And then I was convinced, you know, that that's what it should look like, you know, not mm -hmm. necessarily. So I think working with you and able to show you, okay, this is what I submitted. And then your feedback was like, oh, awesome. I don't need it to be this, you know, this, this layout. I can actually go back to what I was thinking. And it felt really good to be able, not that you're not honest, um, but I think that you try to fill in those check marks right. and you're really digging hard. You're like, okay, what can I put for that? And it's like, when you're writing something like that, you want it to be genuine. You want it to be truly what you're what, you know, why is it your passion? Why do you want to be a PA? Yes, you have to be able to identify what a PA is and what they do, but it still has to be true to you, I think. And I think that's what was the biggest difference. I, I would agree. No, I never agree. And I like what you just said, being true to yourself or being true to you, because it is. And that's what we try to keep it. I constantly try to explain to people how what they're writing is more or less what everyone else is writing. So you don't want to just, you want to express yourself and not, as you said, filling in a, filling in a blank, what someone else wrote that you need to have in your statement. Uh, all right. This last cycle. And, you know, as we always emphasize applying early, how many programs did you end up applying to? I was a little bit limited. I had to, I, I have two children, so I have to think about where I can relocate. So mm -hmm. it was just central Florida. I think I ended up applying two here and then maybe four in Tampa, Florida, um, that's all we have, which is a lot for it to be in a little perimeter, but I applied to, I believe six. Okay. And then when you got the interview invitation, obviously we worked on your interview prep. So how did you feel about that? Again, thinking back to when you applied previous, I'm sorry, did you get interviewed the last time? No. So I applied very late. I just okay. did it like, okay, I'm going to put these applications in because I'm there was still time to put your application in. I don't feel like it was, full, you know, um, sure. I wasn't as of a good candidate um, or not that it wasn't as good. I didn't have a, the right application package, I guess you could say. At the right. Time. Okay. Well then again, looking back when we did do your mock interview prep, how did you feel about that process? I, if that was my one piece of advice for anybody is to do a mock interview. Um, even if, you've had interviews, 
I still feel, okay, so I'll put it this way, just to be very direct. Um, the questions that you asked, there weren't any repeat repeats. Like I wasn't, you know, able to be like, okay, I remember that, but the mindset going into it from all of the questions that we went over and the way that my mind frame was at the end of our uh, mock interviews, I felt so prepared and I was prepared when they asked me, even when I left the interview, I'm like, I can't believe I answered it like that. That was awesome. Like I was so ready. Um, like I said, you just in a different mindset when mm-hmm. after speaking to you, you kind of like let you know, it's not anything you're going to re- memorize, you know, mm-hmm. but definitely um, you're ready. And I, I think that helps. You just have to, especially to one chance, your one shot, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in front of them, you want it to be, not that you want to be perfect, but you want to give it your all. I think that there's no question. This is usually the part that most uh, people watching this or listening want to know about is what advice do you have for those who are either now starting the application process or maybe they're thinking about becoming a PA and what would you recommend? Yeah, my one recommendation um, would be to get help with your application because there, when you you know, when I was able to work with you, it wasn't, they're not going to give you, obviously you accumulated your GPA by yourself. You're getting your own hours. Not something you can fake there, but um, it's so important to, like I said before, put your best foot forward and you don't want all that work to just be overlooked because your application, you know, didn't stick out or stand out to them. So why not? You know, that's just like, definitely for me, once you're ready to apply, look, no further, obviously come to PA mentor. Well, because then you're not like looking back and like, did I write that right? Was I, did I fill out, you know, that portion of CASPA is its own, that's its own thing. You know, CASPA can be very difficult to understand. And, and, um, you know, you were there to answer any questions about that. Just an easy process. I think there's no question if, especially when for myself, I, I, I am a little bit older candidate. So I wanted you know, I, I'm not, you know, I don't want to be four or five times applying here. So um, when you do all that work, you don't want it overlooked. The application process is just as important. Your application, the way it presents to the board and the committee is just as important as all the hours you put in, shadowing, volunteering, your GPA. Um, so that for me would be the best, you know, advice that I could give. Well, I appreciate those comments. And uh, again, congratulations. I, I said to you in the beginning, I knew we wouldn't have any problem getting you in. All we needed to do was get you before the interview board. So um, good luck tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be an exciting, very busy yeah. time. Don't hesitate to read out, reach out to us if you ever have any questions or if there's anything else we can do to help you. Thank you so much. I appreciate okay. it.